up, everybody? Welcome to the Ringmasters Podcast. Welcome back to another great week of wrestling and wrestling-related news. I am joined, as always, by Jameson Galloway. Before I throw it to Jameson to get him involved in the podcast, I have an announcement to make. I'm on to you. Every single podcast, whenever I throw it to you, <laughs> you bring up something way out of left field to throw me off my train of thought. Like, you'll bring up uh, Hell in a Cell 1998 or Chris Benoit or... Chamber elimination or whatever it is that you said last week. Chamber elimination. Yeah, chamber elimination to throw me off. So what? It only took you, I don't know, fifteen weeks. Like fifteen weeks, but I'm on to you. Okay. All yeah. right. No. So. Uh, but welcome to the show. Thanks, Grant. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for that great introduction. Uh, wow, how the tables have turned. A lot has changed since we last talked. We have a new SmackDown Women's Champion. We have a new Raw Women's Champion, and we have a new WWE Champion. We are living in the Wyatt era. Yes. The road to WrestleMania actually feels like the road to WrestleMania. It's exciting. It's dynamic. uh, It's awesome. We had a great SmackDown pay-per-view that we're going to cover. We had a fantastic week of wrestling. It was all mostly very, very good. I don't even know how to talk about Raw when I don't dislike most of it. It's going to be strange. It's going to be surreal for me getting into this, but... I'm thrilled with the direction that WWE has been going in generally. Uh, by and large, the product's been very, very good and is looking to get even better as we head into April. I agree. It, I think it, it's hard to uh, hard to be upset with anything when we know WrestleMania is, uh, you know, not that far away. So it, we're just we're just happy to be uh, involved in it at this point. I think definitely, definitely. What a week we have! We have elimination chamber matches. We've got festivals of friendship. We've got or sadness. Yeah, or ultimately <laughs> sadness. Um, we've got Cesaro looking like he wants to for real murder Enzo for screwing up that spot over the ropes. We've got awesome women's matches. We've got everything. You know what I mean? It's the it's like it's the greatest and also sort of not the greatest. So it's the full spectrum, but in the best possible way, the best possible version of it. So man, I'm just super excited about this. It's yeah. finally it's finally what it's cracked up to be, Jameson. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think we sh- we got to start off by talking about Bray Wyatt. Is that all right? Yeah, let's do it. Bray Wyatt. I mean, think about I. I it, it's hard for me not to think about the Husky Harris days this last <laughs> week with him winning the WWE Championship. Where he's come from that time uh, when he was in Nexus and you know just one of the guys. Now he is uh, the champion. And think what at the Elimination Chamber he pinned John Cena clean. He pinned AJ Styles clean. And then on SmackDown, he pins John Cena clean once again, and then he has Randy Orton come to the ring and bow down to him. He's He is the, the legend killer. I mean, that, that's pretty incredible for Bray Wyatt to be taking down Styles, Cena, and Orton, everybody looking up to him. Wow, what do you, uh, I mean, what do you even say? Bray Wyatt is the man right now. Isn't it hard to believe that they can make him look like a joke who can't win matches for years and immediately make him the coolest and most dynamic and exciting person on the show. <laughs> immediately. It's weird in the course changes. of one week. Well, not just one week. He's been killing it lately. But he's he's on such a tear right now, and he's finally the champion. Um, it's one of those things you hear about him not winning any title before he won the SmackDown Tag Team title with Orton and back when Harper was in the Wyatt family. And now you think of him being a, the first time he's the WWE champion. It's really incredible. And I'm f- glad it's finally happened because that's the type of main event guy that I think people want to see. And people were thrilled. They were cheering everything he did. Mm-hmm. It was, And it was over. It was great. He's got the whole world in his hands. Uh, and it's it's well-deserved. There was a plenty of You Deserve It chance this week, which I'm sure you loved. Um, I but, didn't mind it this week. Okay, This yeah. week was okay. There were, there were plenty of them, but... 
yeah, what a great week. What a great week for Bray Wyatt and um, a guy that's put in a lot of work. And, and you you mentioned it. There was a, a good year span where he just didn't have any meaningful wins. He couldn't get that win. He couldn't beat anybody. Yet his character was still um, somewhat thriving, even though he couldn't beat anybody. But it all, uh, all comes up big and uh, in a big way at Elimination Chamber. Yes, definitely. So without further ado, let's get into Elimination Chamber. So, uh, we start out with a Mojo Rawley match that I 100% did not see. Did Nope, that makes two of nope. us. Nope, alright, so let's get into the Elimination Chamber. It's Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. Uh, Mickey James is so good, mm-hmm. it almost was like she was running circles around Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is great, but she was just the WWE babyface the whole time. Whereas, Mickey James was came out there... And she's almost 40 years old, came out there and just put on this awesome match like it was nothing. And you, I'm really happy with her. So. You could tell who the veteran was in the match. She definitely, she she can still go. She's got a lot of life left in her, Mickey James. And, uh, of course, we saw the same match on Tuesday as we did on Sunday. So it kind of takes away from anything we saw on Sunday, but I don't know. Ah, uh, you know. I mean, you know, they're going to. That's well. You can't change nature. You can't change the nature of that booking. But I, I tell you what, it doesn't make me as mad today because I what I only spend ten bucks a month rather than spending sixty bucks on the pay per view to watch the same match for free on SmackDown. Which at least they didn't do it the same week, right? We didn't get a Mickey James versus Becky Lynch match the week of Elimination Chamber. No, but the the two days after we did. <laughs> two days. I don't know which one is worse. I think the two days after. Yeah, maybe back when you actually had to buy it. The seeing it previously might have been worse but now it's uh it's just sort of expected would you, would you buy those pay-per-views would you lash out the 60 bucks every month man i don't know uh that's a good question you don't remember 60 dollars a month oh i mean you, i thought you said right now no 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 back back when there was no wwe network whenever i could get away with it yeah back okay. when there was no network whenever i could i thought you said right now no, would no, i no. buy this pay-per-view cuz i remember you know it'd be what it'd be like middle of the middle of the month sunday like hey mom uh, <laughs> It's a pay-per-view on. Having some friends over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the friends didn't show up. Well, it's already ordered. This is so. cool uh, pay-per-view on. I was hoping I could get into it. It's all paid off now, Mom. See, look <laughs> at now. Now I'm talking about it for, for uh, a podcast. Yes. So it all worked out. This justified it. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. But uh, that was cool. Um, speaking of things not quite working out, we have a handicap match between Apollo Cruz and Kalisto and versus Dolph Ziggler, who people had no interest in booing. Uh, because they like him, and he was dressed up like the American flag, and he came out there and beat the crap out of both men, and he was at a disadvantage, and he was a heel, and uh, he did the Brian Pillman thing. He did the thing that Brian Pillman did to Steve Austin, tried to break his leg or his ankle with the chair, and uh, people were still cheering him. So this <laughs> this was a failure. Yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. These three guys together doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I do like Ziegler as a heel, but... So does everyone else. So he's this 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 smart mark uh, era that we're in. If you're a bad guy, you're cool. So I don't know exactly if he that's, is the least cool of all of them. You no, know, it's better than he was as a as a face. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. But have you did you watch his freaking promo on SmackDown about how he's worried about all these new era guys coming up to take his spot with with Renee Young? Yeah. Who wants that spot? To lose to everybody. That's a good point. And Honestly. You know what I you, you do you really want to know what I was thinking during that interview? Yes. 
that was the segment after Dean Ambrose was thrown through the table and the sparks went everywhere, correct? <laughs> yeah, I believe and so. And then they then they throw it to Renee Young and and Dolph Ziggler and wouldn't you think Renee Young would be like concerned about Dean Ambrose's health instead of like smiling and interviewing Dolph Ziggler? That's sorry, that's what I was thinking. It's all during, work, it's fine. Yeah, that's what I was thinking during the interview. Is that bad as but did so you see I, the pyro went off a full second before he hit it? I'm glad you mentioned that. It did. It did go off before it, but it still looked cool. Man, somebody's fired. <laughs> so I thought it still looked cool. But yes, sir. Yeah. I so I kind of missed everything Sigler said in that statement. But you did. I was I was thinking about the well-being of Ambrose and the relationship he has with Renee. Well, I appreciate you looking out for him, yeah. Jameson. Somebody's yeah. got to. Someone because the production to. team wasn't. So I, I appreciate you doing that. But in hindsight, that Ziggler thing was not worth it. So anyway, moving on. Uh, we have the. Enduring feud of Nikki Bella versus Natalia that ended in a double countout, and then they brawled, and then they went to the back. I don't really, I don't really have anything to say about this, honestly. I have one thing to say. Okay. If I was Nikki Bella, I would just stop doing back, backstage interviews. Every <laughs> backstage interview she does, she gets blindsided and beaten the crap out of. I mean, Carmella's done it a few times. Natalia does it every week. Just stop doing backstage interviews. Yeah. And they they now it, they did it twice within no they did it like three times within eight days now like <laughs> yeah. there's no way you don't see that <laughs> yeah, coming. exactly you you think you just kind of be like looking over your shoulder the whole time you're doing the interview but Nikki just doesn't see it coming yeah or just do the rent out Bray Wyatt's room for a segment and just <laughs> you know nobody seems to interrupt him in that well no Randy Orton did that one time but we're not gonna talk about that so uh yeah but but fortunately uh the first half of this pay per view was very hit and miss. Uh, we had the um, American Alpha was the tag team turmoil. That actually happened uh, next, but for some reason that match seemed to take precedence in my mind. But we have the tag team turmoil match, which I enjoyed way more than I thought I should. I enjoyed the last 10 minutes of this a lot. Uh, American Alpha, the, the Ascension looked like dorks, but at least it was fun and dynamic, and they were sliding in and out of the ring, and it was frantic and... Uh, I thought it was fun, but ultimately not very constructive. So Yeah, it was something different. I mean, we, we don't see a whole lot of turmoil matches, so that was kind of cool. Um, I still am shocked by the Ascension, even though they're still jobbing. The Ascension is still still the, the Joe Bears in the equation, but they're, they're just uh, getting a minor push, and it's throwing me off guard. Yeah, and uh, it got better. Things got better for the tag team division uh, on SmackDown, so... Can't get too bent out of shape over that. All right, now let's get to the second half of the pay-per-view, which was awesome. I've been saving all my thoughts for this. Wow. The first one was just kind of like mm, white noise. It was, you know, okay. To, it was bad to good. This stuff was mostly great. Orton versus Harper was maybe my favorite match of the night. Really? Wow. It was okay. excellent. The the psychology, Orton palm striking, or uh, Harper palm striking Orton in the head, the back suplex onto the table, and Harper almost killed David Otunga by almost rolling over top of him. Um, secretly wish he would have, you know, at least clipped him. But uh, just fantastic stuff. Uh, and they did a superplex spot in this. And it was a superplex, which you see in almost every match on here. Or you see some sort of high rope maneuver. But the crowd just started chanting, this is awesome, because it was so well executed. Like, these two are both so, so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And it finally made Harper look like the guy that I've always said he was all along. And... Uh, so this is, uh, but at the same time, Orton went over. So they made the correct decision in making the Royal Rumble winner look like a formidable guy. Right. So I, I really don't have a single complaint about this match. See, I, 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 what I took away from it was 
Um, I love Luke Harper. Yeah, he's he's great. He deserves to be in big spots like this. The only thing, um, you knew who was going to win this match. It's not like Luke Harper is going to beat the Royal Rumble winner and the guy that's had the main event at WrestleMania. So that's the only thing kind of taken away from me at the match. You already knew who was going to win going in. Um, but I guess that happens more than we think. But, um, yeah, it was a great match. And, and Harper, uh, I hope he continues to have big matches like this because he can definitely handle this situation. Yeah. And uh, this is definitely a step in the right direction for him. Uh, it was pretty predictable, but at least it was uh, it was well wrestled. And if Harper had won and Orton had lost, I imagine people would have complained more about that and about how much it really means to win the Royal Rumble. So I appreciate that we don't have to have that discussion, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we can at least do the predictable thing and at least get a guy over. And people were caring about Harper by the end. He got no reaction at the beginning, and people were cheering for him at the end. This so seems to happen often, sign. though. For some reason, his theme song, when it hits just Harper, no one really has any reaction. Because nobody knows his theme song. Yeah, they're used to him coming out with Bray. Yeah. He's, he's too good at being a Wyatt henchman that people forget that he can be a good wrestler on his own. It's like he's too good at being a secondary character. So Where's Eric Rowan? He is injured. Okay. Last I heard. He's been <laughs> or, injured for quite a long time. Or is he just not going to show back up? Eh, he's a vintner. He makes wine. Oh, He actually okay. does. He's like a genius in real life. Really? Yeah, he's very, very intelligent. Those man. monsters like Kane, and he's a, he's a genius in real life too. So Yeah. These big, scary dudes, they're actually smart people. Dude, yeah, it's so a work. Is Braun Strowman a genius outside of the ring? I've heard he's a great guy. Okay. I've heard he's a great guy. Somebody <laughs> found his Tinder profile the other day. That oh was funny. And they put that on Twitter. So I'm sure that was that made him happy. Social but, media, uh, man. Yeah, social media. It's a killer. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship match, uh, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Um, Naomi captured the SmackDown Women's Championship after a split-legged moonsault. Uh, I thought this match was good. Uh, until the end, where it became apparent to me that Alexa Bliss did not want to take that moonsault. She just did not want to lie down still for it. And they did this <laughs> weird spot at the end where her her feet were on the ropes. But as a, even watching it, you could just tell they weren't in the right position. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm very happy for Naomi because she's super great. Yeah, she, uh, they, they made an, an emphasis on hometown is in Orlando. And it seemed like that's the angle they want to go with this. They want a, a hometown girl to to take it into WrestleMania. Unfortunately, um, this match was was spoiled for me before I watched it. The Raw's when when Raw's women's championship belt was was changed, that was spoiled for me before I watched it. And the Elimination Chamber match, I knew who won before I started it. And I know there's only me to blame for this. I, I don't need to uh, complain about anyone but myself. But yeah, I knew all these. These um, I watched it on DVR, so I didn't uh, didn't watch it live, and I knew all the outcomes before I watched it. So, and this was one of them. What were you doing? Um, that is a good question. I don't know. I I had some homework. <laughs> I, I I don't remember. I was watching something. I don't remember what I was doing. But um, yeah, my one of my buddies texted me about the elimination chamber, and then I saw on Instagram. I saw on Sasha Banks' Instagram that Naomi had won. Because why not follow Sasha Banks? That's a that's a must. Um, <laughs> and then I saw on or the, on Brie Bella's she she posted about Bailey or maybe it was vice versa, but whatever. And yeah, everything was ruined. I appreciate you. You texted me about Raw. You didn't say any spoilers. You just said if I watched it, and I said I hadn't finished it yet. So you you went about it the right way. Yeah, but I I know you like to watch everything late. Yeah. So I can't excitedly text you about it live, right. which I've come so close to doing several times <laughs> this week. And I was like, oh yeah. 
Jameson doesn't watch it live for because reasons. I just I must have to. I'm just gonna have to start watching it live. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I knew the Naomi was gonna win. I knew. But did you Bailey. enjoy it? Oh yeah. Okay, I still I still question. enjoyed it. Okay. I still enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. She uh, like she's been in the business longer than people think. What she was a Funkadactyl, right? <laughs> Funkadactyl. <laughs> Funkadactyl. For, yeah. For the longest time, and now she's women's champ. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, good for her, and uh, that story gets more interesting on Tuesday as well. So, uh, or it got more interesting on Tuesday as well. So, let's talk about the elimination chamber match. Uh, it was Bray Wyatt versus John Cena versus AJ Styles versus The Miz versus Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose uh, in a brand new elimination chamber um, that I'm sure they're making lots of toys about. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a six man match. Um, very very good. Uh, the beginning was great because it started off with Cena and Styles, and they just picked up right where they left off. Those two are killer uh, together, especially. So they just hustled through like a fifteen minute match in about five minutes, yeah. and then other people started coming in. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. The Miz was great. Uh, he looked like a complete dirtbag eliminating Ambrose, who had already been taken out by Baron Corbin, who <laughs> Ambrose had rolled up. Uh, in the most cowardly way possible, but he rolled him up, and uh, Cena eliminated Miz with an attitude adjustment because some things never change, uh, and also potentially just set up for WrestleMania. Uh, and then Wyatt eliminated Cena with his sister Abigail, and then Wyatt and Styles had essentially a singles match. I want these two on my next pay-per-view. This was so much fun at the end of it. They're such good physical rivals because Bray Wyatt is such a better athlete than you'd expect, and Styles is just the greatest. And uh, he countered the phenomenal forearm with the sister Abigail, which looked great because it looked a little bit messy, but it looked brutal as all get out. And he won his first WWE championship. Way to go, man! There you go. There's yeah, your recap. You, you were you were pretty uh, dialed in right there. I was into that, man. I love that match. Yeah, it was a it was a fun match. I have one complaint about the the, the new elimination chamber. Where's the where's the steel outside the ring? There was there was just mats. Well, people hurt themselves on that. Well. That's part of the elimination chamber. I, that that's what I liked seeing about it. It's a little more, uh, I guess, attitude era like. But yeah, there was just mats covering, so I mean, there wasn't real danger to fall outside of the ring onto the steel. It was great because they sold it like it was steel. Yeah, that was fun. I would rather still see steel though. Yeah, I know, but it, like if if Cena does like a shoulder tackle on the steel, it's gonna injure three people's shoulders. <laughs> like this is like the injury plague is still rearing its ugly head occasionally. So. I'm all for making it safer, even though I do agree with you. Yeah, I like the old school cage matches instead of chain link fences yeah. too. But I it, once the match got going, it wasn't really a problem for me. The ten knuckle shuffle might have been one of the worst things I've ever seen. He's done that a few times. I know, but I cannot get over it. It, it's the, he didn't even get close. Yeah, he could have parked a jet in between where he hit the mat and their heads. That's John Cena though. Where yeah. that's John Cena. We should be used to that, but. We got we got a, a an Ambrose um, Baron Corbin feud out of this. This is that's gonna go to WrestleMania. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, everything everything was good, and I agree. The ending with Styles and and Wyatt it felt right. It felt like these two guys should be in the ring together, and uh, yeah, Wyatt prevails, man. Yeah, follow the buzzards. Yeah, it's great not having to just stress out about booking, <laughs> and just enjoy a good wrestling match. Because I don't like being the guy who just gets stressed out about the way they do their shows and present their talent and all that nonsense all the time. I just want to sit down and enjoy some wrestling, and mm-hmm. this week I really got an opportunity to do that. So uh, Elimination Chamber overall was uh, started off okay and got great. 
So I'm very happy with the way that went, and I loved Raw this week. You did? Yeah. You texted me before I'd finished it, and uh, you were very excited about it. It started off in the absolute worst way. Well, not the absolute worst way, but one of the worst ways. And then it ended in one of the best possible ways. So it it was fantastic. So let's get uh, the, the low point out of the way. The opening segment with Stephanie McMahon in the ring. Didn't like that? It wasn't Stephanie McMahon. Okay. It was who showed up? It was Roman Reigns. Roman We're Reigns used to that, though. shows up, and he fights both of the tag team champions by himself. You got to take a call? No. Oh, okay. I just silenced it. Okay. Get off me. I, and uh, Well, I loved Stephanie McMahon in this opening segment. She, she, she made it for me, so I didn't mind it, even though Roman Reigns came out. Um, I, I enjoyed... Stephanie McMahon. Actually, that was going to be the thing I was going to throw you off with at the beginning was how much I love Stephanie McMahon, which I knew. Would yeah, just... plotting over there. And Triple H was on the show, which was which also great. And I know he's backstage, but we actually saw him on camera, which yeah. I appreciate. Show we know he's there. Please show us that he's there. Um, but yeah, and then what? Roman Reigns um, ends up in a two two versus one match because he's. He's the uh, God Almighty, you know. He's not gonna. He doesn't need to fight one person. He needs to fight two. <laughs> he is God. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna fight two of them. He's gonna fight them off. Right. Doesn't matter if there's a chair involved. He's gonna. He's gonna make it work. It became abundantly clear to me, <laughs> for the five hundredth time, if there's any one guy on this show, he ain't it. He's not the most interesting guy on this show. He is one of the least, and I think even they're starting to catch on. I don't know, but stay with me on that well, one going I, forward. I, if they, I, they, you feel like they had, they would have ca- caught on by now. Yeah, but uh, and uh, I don't think we're gonna see any change there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So the other uh, emotional roller coaster for me was Emelina made her long anticipated debut on Monday Night Raw. Oh my! And now she's just gonna go bang back to Emma, what? which is fine with me. Okay, now. But no. this was a this wasn't fine with me. The fact that she's going to someday again be Emma is fine, but this was a giant middle finger to everybody watching. They wasted what this was. four months on vignettes about Emmalina, and then she comes out and in about 30 seconds says that she's going back to Emma and Emmalina's done. But why, why waste our time for that long? If that was what you were going to do, um, that... I, I, I can't explain that for you, Jameson. I can't explain it either. I don't think anybody can. They literally wasted four months on vignettes, and now I don't think anybody's going to care about what Emma is doing. So I, I didn't appreciate that. I will. At least if, but she, you, if you, she's evil, aviator glasses, and half rubber gloves wearing Emma, I'm going to be really excited. But for now, yeah. it's that was about the worst way they maybe could have done that. Would, was, she, <laughs> would, was she not able to be... Was she not able to do what she did on Monday four months ago? Yeah, she probably could have done that uh, last year. <laughs> That's my only complaint. Yeah. No, and I'm unhappy, too. I'm just trying to see the silver lining because I want to see Emma back on the program. Okay. All right. But I am. I was pissed when that happened. I was, I was, I was so upset. But uh, anyway, that's just going to be what it's going to be. Let's talk about the, one of the greatest promos I've seen in – recent memory. We'll get to the Festival of Friendship, but this came before that. This was Samoa Joe talking to Michael Cole. Samoa Joe is a killer. 
and he beat up Seth Rollins, and the way he explained it was rebuild, redesign. What did you say? It was uh, reclaim, re-injure. Yeah. Uh, he is the baddest man on the show, and he doesn't need anyone to help him. And then he's no Sami Zayn. And then Sami Zayn took offense to this and called him out. So Joe choked him out on the ramp. <laughs> this yeah. dude is the coolest. With ease. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a great promo. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say Michael Cole. I, he just is odd in those situations. Well, he's I, a robot. Am I the only? Yeah, it's it's just kind of, it's why not just make it like a real interview? I realize Joe's going to cut an awesome promo, but. I don't know. The way Cole asks questions is just not human-like. It is very strange. But, uh, yeah, it was a great great promo from Joe, and I love everything he says you can believe. You know, yeah. everything that comes out of his mouth is legit. And um, it was I thought it was a funny remark, um, the, the remark he made towards Sami Zayn, which is kind of true. I, I, I know you're a Sami Zayn guy, but I feel like he, he does kind of play the role of he's just happy to be there. Right, it's so it made sense. It's it was a great promo because everything he said was correct. Yeah. He did injure Seth Rollins. He's not going to be Sami Zayn and just uh, win people over by being the good guy, and he might still lose all the time. Yeah. He's going to destroy people, and if he was wrong, you could just deny him. But he's right, and you know he's right, and you can see that he means it and believes it, and he doesn't have to try very hard to do it. So it just it's such a natural character for that guy to play. It's it's honestly wonderful and Joe versus Zayn is gonna be a killer match. They had a match that I really liked in NXT that went almost an entire episode one time. It almost it went full or like a full forty five minutes and took almost the entire hour of the show and it was not advertised to be that long, but it ended up being this great little surprise and I really enjoyed it. So I'm very excited to see what they could do at Fastlane is what it's looking like. So. Fastlane, Zane versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can, I can dig that. Yeah, so that's gonna be good. Um, just trying to get stuff before we talk about the other thing. <laughs> uh, Akira Tozawa is over and got a yeah. reaction out of the crowd, and the crowd's into his battle cry. Uh, so that's fun because Akira Tozawa is great, uh, and he's. Yeah, I hope I, they let him do more than one German suplex next week. I, I like that. Uh, that's, uh, that's a plus for me, and, and a. I'm still trying to get into this cruiserweight stuff, but I like I like Tozawa. He's good. Yeah, he's he's picking it up a little bit. We're getting we're finally getting some personalities in there, and uh, hopefully we can develop them. All right, we get we got to get into this festival. Festival of friendship. All right, let's go. So this might have been the best raw segment I've ever seen in my life. That I don't even know if that's an exaggeration. I can't really think of another segment that was so effective. Really? Yeah. Ever. Okay, uh, it's up there okay. if it's not. Huh. Um, I enjoyed it, um, but not as much as you, I guess. Really? <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was fun, but, I mean, the it was interesting to me that Kevin Owens was just so uninterested from the very beginning that it kind of take, took away from what exactly was going on. You knew... You knew so he talked to Triple H earlier in the night, or right before that, um, Kevin Owens did, and then he comes out just not interested at all. It uh, you knew right then that this is this isn't going to end well. It, it, I would have probably enjoyed the festival more if Owens would have been into it. This is a, a a celebration of our friendship, and then just completely turns. But you saw the turn coming the entire way, and um, so that that was my only uh, my only disagreement there. But it was fun. It was it was cool. It had a uh, a smashing of a television, which is always fun. Um, a, a list of KO, 
the list of KO and uh, yeah, so it was it was it was solid. Yeah, it is everything I love about Owens and Jericho, almost distilled into one segment. It started off wacky with Chris Jericho in a sparkling jacket and hat like a Vegas showman with all these women down to the, leading them down to the ring, and Owens is clearly not interested because Jericho got him into a match with Goldberg that he never wanted, and now Owens is in serious trouble because Goldberg is a killer and beat Brock Lesnar in a minute and a half, and he knows he probably doesn't stand a chance. Right. So it starts off, and it's wacky, and Jericho is giving him this ridiculous minimalist, maximalist sculpture, and the creation of Kevin with Kevin Owens literally being depicted as God, and friendship and the magician making the list, and it's so fun. And then Jericho calls Gilberg out. Yeah. And Owens snaps and beats him up, and that's when the turning point happens. Like you see, Kevin Owens doesn't want to backstab him. He just is leery of it. It seems like he doesn't want to betray him. But he sort of knows that he has to, or else Samoa Joe is going to come take his place. <laughs> I think I thought that was what the subtext was, because Samoa Joe is Triple H's new hitter, and if Kevin Owens doesn't do his job, then he risks being replaced. Oh. So I read that as the subtext. That's a good. That's a good uh, reading into things there. Yeah, but then as Gilbert comes out, he realizes not only did Jericho get me into this, but he thinks it's a joke, and I thought we were going to beat up Goldberg, and he gets all upset over it. But then. Uh, man, this is just so good. And then they, and then he uh, gives him the list of KO, and then beats him up, and apron power bombs him, uh, just like he did to Sami Zayn, just like he did to El Generico, who was Sami Zayn's previous personality back in Ring of Honor. Uh, it was phenomenal, and he threw him through a TV set, just like Chris Jericho did to Shawn Michaels. Yeah, when he turned on him That's and became suit wearing best in the world Jericho uh, for the first time. So, side note, yeah. back when Gilberg first um, was introduced, I was definitely not a fan. I thought that was embarrassing, and they shouldn't be mocking Goldberg like that. Um, so it was it was good to see him get beat up. Um, <laughs> fourteen years later. Fourteen years later, yeah, that was that was good. You know, I finally got my revenge at Gilberg there. But yeah, this uh, you know what this means, right? This means that. Goldberg is going to be our universal champion when Fastlane's over. Maybe, Pro- probably. In all, this in is all what honesty. that means. Yeah, because Chris Jericho's not going to be there to help, and Kevin Owens hasn't been able to beat anybody without help. That's so, true. yeah, um, yeah. The and also, uh, it is it is a little sad to see this friendship go. I mean, they they were on a pretty awesome run. Those two together were great chemistry, fun to watch. Even though we kind of got used to it. Um, it happens so often. It's going to be missed, definitely by me, because uh, these guys brought it every single night. They were funny. Um, their comedy worked, and their in-ring chemistry together, helping each other out when they needed to, was just fun to watch. So that's that's also um, a, a sad part to, to take away from this segment. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It's definitely going to change the game for both of them, building towards their inevitable WrestleMania match. It's all but been confirmed at this point. Mm-hmm. But it was really good because you felt this sadness because Jericho was legitimately thought he was Kevin Owens' friend, as ridiculous as all that got. And it turns out that being champion means more to Owens than Jericho ever will because <laughs> Owens is nobody's friend. So right. it's it's fun, it was phenomenal in that way, but at the same time it's like it's also wacky and fun. So that was that was everything that I like out of a talking segment right there, Jameson. So we hey, switched places this week. We did. It was weird. We it was bizarre. We, um, 
But there was also there was a title change on Raw. Yes, let's talk about that. Uh, the WWE Raw Women's Championship match between Bailey and Charlotte. Charlotte almost killed Bailey, uh, hitting her not as hard as she could, but really snugly landing strikes. A moonsault that landed on the back of her shoulder, uh, off the barricade. Uh, just a phenomenal match. And uh, we got some interference by Dana Brooke, and then some interference by Sasha Banks, and then we walked out with Bailey as our new women's champion. Of course, of course, Bailey's the new women's champion because we know what they're doing. We they are giving Charlotte as many title reigns as possible. That's all you think this is. This they're is, they're gonna break the streak at I, WrestleMania. And when did I say this? I said I, I said this what when we first started the podcast. Yeah. This is what they were gonna do, and here we go. Just every week, and at Fastlane, I'm sure Charlotte's gonna win it back. Um, this is there. She's gonna get up to that that mark where her father's at, and uh, they're just gonna keep taking it off her and putting it on. So they gotta. They couldn't do it with Sasha every week, so they had to. They they brought in <laughs> someone new and Bailey. Does she deserve it? Some think so. I don't know. I haven't watched her for as long as you have, but um, from what I've seen, I don't know if Bailey deserves it. But um, hey, she's champion. Good for her, and I'm sure it will be back on Charlotte before the podcast is over. Wow, some attitude over there, but. <laughs> I thought Bailey, uh, main roster Bailey hasn't nearly been as good as Bailey was in NXT for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the presentation was completely different, but I thought she's got she really stepped up her game tonight. That that Rana off the top, um, all the bigger spots that she does, uh, the way she was selling, the way she was moving. I thought she very very much stepped up her game tonight, and they just decided to tear the house down on free television for everybody. So. Situationally, I'm super happy with this. I think it's all building towards Sasha Banks turning heel on Bailey when Bailey breaks Sasha's pay-per-view streak at some point, Ooh. probably at WrestleMania. Um, so I think they're building towards that. I would like that. I would yeah. be into that. But Charlotte is a killer in the ring. She is super, super good at her job. Uh, and Bailey is definitely getting there. So, yeah. I was thrilled to end Raw with this. I was just so happy inside that we could end it with a couple of really great segments. You know, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I wouldn't have known the outcome beforehand. But uh, so that that might that might be also why I have. You'd only watched it live, like yep. you're supposed to. If I would only watch it live. Yes. And uh, oh yeah, we had a, we had something really funny happen that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Cesaro defeated Enzo Amore. Did you watch Cesaro? Uh, not Cesaro. He would never botch. But Enzo Amore's botch. I didn't know. In this match, I did not catch the botch. Uh, he hit the ropes. And he was supposed to dump himself over the top rope and fall out of the ring. And he dumps himself out, and he only gets about midway through. And he's, like, folded in half on top of the rope and then gives himself another shove and then falls out of the ring. (laughs) Cesaro gives him this look. Like, he's actually going to murder this dude. I don't think they put it on the the online version. I highly, I bet you money they did not. The Hulu version? The Hulu version. Or the uh, the little little highlight things they do. I bet you money they didn't put this on there. But... And then Cesaro double stomps him in the stomach. I like to think that spot wasn't scripted. Cesaro just got <laughs> pissed that this dude can't work and then stomped him. But So that was funny and also sort of sad, but that happened. So overall, it was a awesome Raw. was. was a good Raw. We had a New Day segment. That, uh, I don't want to talk about that. It was okay. okay. It, was, it was a New Day segment. So we had a New Day segment in there too. But let's get to SmackDown. Uh, we have our Tuesday night show, which was going to be headlined by... Wyatt versus Cena, but ended up being a triple threat match between Wyatt, AJ Styles, and Cena. Uh, they put on an awesome main event. Yes, it was great. That was fun to watch. Yeah, and as you said, ended with Randy Orton bowing down to Bray Wyatt and refusing his title match. And even before the match, 
Harper interfered and jumped him and then super kicked him. <laughs> and there was so much high drama going on. But Bray Wyatt once again pins Cena with this sick sister Abigail. Yeah. I love that finishing move. Oh, it's great. Every time, like, every time he does it now, I love it more. I thought I had it figured out that I just knew my well, my mental response to it would be once I saw it. But I love it even more every time I see it, especially on Cena for some reason. <laughs> Might have something to do with their matches a few years ago, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that is that is a great finishing move. That's one of the better finishing moves there is. Um, just everything about it fits his character so well. Uh, but, yeah, Bray Wyatt, man, he is on top. And, and I'm glad you brought that up. He even took, um, yeah, the, the, the super kick from Harper, and uh, he still prevails over Styles and Cena, who are two of the top guys in the company. So Wyatt is there. We are... We are in the Wyatt era, yeah. whether we, we like it or not. The era of Wyatt. Yeah. so exciting. Uh, we had some awesome tag team stuff going on, American Alpha versus The Ascension. Uh, I don't know why I enjoyed this so much, just because it gives everybody a longer match instead of just throwing all the tag teams together, which is what they've been, that's been their go-to for the past, I don't know, however long now since American Alpha won the titles, honestly. And they finally gave two teams a couple of segments. Like, they had a commercial break in between, so this went at least two segments. Uh, and then they got a clean pin, and then the Usos challenged them, uh, which is what I wanted about three months ago. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, now we get it. now we get the the attitude the attitude era Usos versus the uh, American they, Alpha. They were in Bray's room when they were backstage, right? They were in like a backstage weird Bray Wyatt room. <laughs> Do they all use the they same room? It, yeah, they rented oh, it out. Yeah, okay. From Bray. They <laughs> they all rent the same room back there. I imagine it's them running into each other. Like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Hey. I got to use this. Right I got it. Yeah. Excuse me. I got to time this so I get this in right as the match ends. I got. I need you to yep. move. Yeah. So this is great. Um, Baron Corbin beat up Ambrose when Ambrose was about to go bully Ellsworth. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah. What a deep six into yeah. the, 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 the technical area. Yeah. Into the, uh, into the stuff that mankind used to fall into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I could think of was... That the the I quit match with the Rock when he fell oh. off of the uh, balcony and sparks started flying and a bunch of lights went out. I just watched uh, Beyond the Mat again for like the third time. Have you watched that documentary? Yeah, Beyond the Mat? that's a good one. Yeah, that they they kind of go behind the scenes of that I quit match. Um, so yeah, that's just a side note. I it still it holds up. Beyond the Mat holds up every single time I watch it. It's but, compelling. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Mick Foley's family was in front row for that match. Yeah, that's just. That's a brutal match, and he's got his little, his little what, five, three, four, five-year-old children there. That's not good, but uh, yeah, great documentary. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, really awesome coverage of just all-around wrestling, not just WWE, but just what it is to try and be a wrestler. Yeah. So great stuff there. Uh, we had that Mickey James Becky Lynch match. Uh, we talked about uh, Mickey faked an injury and then uh, kicked her in the head and got the pin. So we're gonna see that feud continue. Uh, I honestly don't mind. Uh, Naomi is apparently injured. I have no idea. I think this is just a storyline thing. And Alexa Bliss vows to beat her and take the title back from her as soon as she's able to. Alexa Bliss is great. She, even without the title, each one of her promos is getting better. Oh yeah, she gets better every single week. Every single week she does something I love. She's she's fun to watch. Alexa Bliss, she she's gonna get that title back soon. She's she deserves it. Yeah, she is hugely entertaining. So, uh, not uh, that Naomi doesn't, but uh, Alexa Bliss is um, she she uh, she just fits the the women's SmackDown title I think the best. Definitely. So yeah, uh, we have a little bit of out of the ring news. Uh, Brock Lesnar is apparently retired from MMA. 
Uh, not the first time this has happened. Only that's his choice. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he called UFC and told them. Well, he wouldn't even be able to to fight in the UFC. I think for another year. So I didn't know that he had a phone. But <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently he called UFC and told them that he was retiring. If he wasn't suspended, I'm sure he'd be back in the octagon. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Uh, we have the Marine Five coming out, starring the social flipping outcasts. Have you seen this trailer? No. It's Bo Dallas and Heath Slater and Curtis Axel and Naomi, and the protagonist is The Miz, and Maurice is in the movie, and The Miz has to fight all of them to rescue his partner. I think he's a cop or, a, or an ambulance technician or so something. So is this different than Marine 4 or 3? Or? I guess so. Huh. I think now he's done being a Marine and he's just like John McClane. But, uh, I can honestly say I've never seen a Marine movie. That's okay. That's all, that's <laughs> I don't honestly, think I'm perfectly fine. No, you're not. No, you are not missing a thing. Um, HBO just announced that Andre the Giant Memorial, uh, Andre the Giant documentary is happening. Not about the Memorial Battle Royal. That's just always when I hear that name now. So a real documentary about his life, which should be super super exciting. Uh, and also there is apparently going to be a movie produced by The Rock about Paige's wrestling family. She comes hmm. from a very prolific wrestling family uh, in England. So and uh, Vince Vaughn might be playing Jake Roberts in that movie. Wow. That's just the latest rumor. That's pretty good. So I, I had to say that. That would be pretty sweet, actually. I'd be into that. That would. That's strange. I couldn't imagine that. I but know. I like Vince Vaughn though. It's a funny guy. Yeah, I I'm interested to see who they cast in that. So that could be uh, that could be crazy. All right. So fantastic week of wrestling overall. Uh, we will see you back here next week to talk about our WWE going into Fastlane and furthermore going into WrestleMania. It just keeps getting better and better, so make sure you stick with us. Follow us on Twitter at uh, RingmasterCMU. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes uh, or right here on CMLife.com. So thank you for listening. Uh, peace out, Marks. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.